This time on the Faithful Gamers Podcast. The Pentagon. As Evan had mentioned earlier with his a week transition. <laughs> so I've been playing Suicide Squad. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 49 of the Faithful Gamers Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Evan. 49, dude. We're almost to 50, bro. We got to do something special. Who knows what it'll be, though? This is our penultimate episode. What? Penultimate. Oh. Means second to last. I thought you were saying, like, ultimate episode, and I was like, why is this ultimate? Penultimate. (laughs) All right. That's kind of funny that you are saying pen in that because of what our faith topic is going to (laughs) be. Oh tried, my, that's a, I, I that's a stretch. I tried tying it in, man. All right, so that our is such a stretch, but I respect it. Our gaming topic is going to be um, talking about Metroidvania. Metroidvanias, man. We've both been been into them a lot lately. Um, I get into a kick every year, so that'll be fun. And then our faith topic is going to be about uh, the Pentecost. Sorry, right? we're going to be talking about that because we the Pentecost. Yeah, n- none other than the. Um, well, you, you said the Pentecost. The Pentecost. Um, <laughs> and we wanted to talk about the Holy Spirit, but it's a very broad subject, so we were, we're going to start with the Pentecost. I'm sorry, Pentecost. <laughs> so Dude, That just sounds so wrong <laughs> when you say it. Uh, so we're going to start with the there in our faith topic. But let's start with always what we, what we talk about is um, what we've been playing this week. So actually... I have a story to share real quick. I, I wanted to tell Zach this, but it's oh, best man, to say it really on the podcast. I was hoping this would be at the end. Yeah, well, it's not. All right, so listen to this. <clears throat> I was in one of my stores today, and as I'm standing there, I smelled something strange. All right, so I asked the other employees that were there. I was like, do you guys smell something? And they were like, yeah, it smells kind of weird. I was like, it smells like an electrical fire. <laughs> I was like, it's definitely what it smells like. So then we were looking everywhere, didn't really see anything. And then my manager started freaking out. She's like, oh, we need to call the owner. We need to call maintenance. We need to call the fire department, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, calm down. Let's start with the non-emergency fire department first. All right. (laughs) I was like, we'll have them come take a look. So there was a cop that was driving by and he got the call too as he was driving by. So he actually ended up stopping in, took one step in the door. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, that's electrical fire. And uh, <laughs> you could smell it, dude. So then uh, um, he he was like, fire department should be here soon. He's like, I was headed to another call, so I'm going to head there. He's like, but I just want to kind of stop in and see what it was all about. So it turns out it, uh, it took like 20 minutes for the police department to get there, or the uh, fire department to get there. So um, Not emergency. Yeah, not they were taking their time. And... Uh, so I ended up calling the owner and kind of explaining everything to him. And then she let maintenance know about it. So then eventually fire department got there and they were smelling it and they were like, yeah, there's something. So they went and checked everything. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find anything. They were there for over an hour. And oh, dang. Yeah, dude. And then even the owner of the duplex came in and whatnot. So then the maintenance guy for our company got there and within 15 minutes found the problem <laughs> For real? there was like five five firefighters couldn't find it 
So he ended up, the firefighters, he was like, I got this here. You guys can leave. So they left. And uh, he smelled the ice machine. And he was like, it has to be coming out of there. So he actually grabbed one of the firefighters before they left to use like their thermal gun on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said it was at 106 degrees inside the ice machine. And it should not be. (laughs) I was going to say, not for an ice machine. Yeah. And uh, he thought it was one of the circuit boards that was like, catching fire or something he took everything out that he thought it would be couldn't find it so eventually he spent a few more hours on it he found the problem on the ice machine it's this little box inside the ice machine and he was like i've never Mm -hmm. had to deal with this part before he's like but you know he's like i guess i'll get a new one we'll replace it but it took (laughs) literally from 11 30 until about 2 30 to find the problem Jeez. Isn't that nuts? That's a long time. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Just to find that that one little box. <laughs> yeah. And like my manager and the employee working were both like, um, my head hurts. Can we go outside? And so like I had to stand oh. there because it didn't stop customers from coming in, dude. 100% did not stop them. So I was standing there waiting on customers as they're walking out. And I was like, geez, man, like you guys are out there sniffing the fresh air. I'm in here dying with this smell. This is when you were like, I should have called in today like I wanted to. Yeah. And the funny funny thing is the maintenance guy happens to be the owner's brother-in-law. And the my, oh, really? my manager was like, oh, I saved the store. I saved the store because she called the fire department. And he was like, saving the store would have been letting it just burn. He's like, you didn't save nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. But That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, dude, that was my day today. And and you know it's gross. I went to drink my water later on. My water tasted like that smell. And I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. Uh, I threw it out. Uh, that's awful. I hate it when you go to taste water and there's just something off. Yeah. About yeah, it. Yeah, because you're nothing you're wanting to be refreshed. My my clothes smell like it when I got home. It was awful, man. Uh sorry but, about that. Yeah. Okay, why don't you since you're talking why don't you keep going about what you've been playing over the last two weeks Uh, so i've been playing uh prince of persia the lost crown and i beat it and the final boss is a blast dude extremely fun i can't wait till you get there um i had a lot of fun with the final boss he looks really cool but i i actually i remember saying like i don't think it'll be up there with metroidvanias i think it's up there man it was a really smooth experience i i found a few glitches that i that i talked to you about but like uh Mm -hmm. for the most part it was a really smooth experience the movement in the game everything was was gorgeous like the art style everything was perfect dude so i actually really really like that game i don't know if you feel the same but um i been playing that um i've also i also tried foam stars knockoff of splatoon uh definitely not as fun as splatoon in my opinion (laughs) Like it's because it's not squids, right? Well, it just... You'd have to try it. <clears throat> it's hard. It's honestly hard to hit people because of the way the foam reacts, I guess I should say. So it's just not my not my favorite. I played a few rounds online. Not my favorite. Um, um, <laughs> so I've been playing Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, um, boy. So I I thought to myself, I was like, well, I have a gift card to GameStop and all that. And I was like, and I know I'm probably not going to enjoy this game. So I'm just going to use my uh, 
gift card to get the game, so I don't technically pay anything. And the pre-order bonus was a comic that apparently takes place before the game, and uh, they had oh, tons of them. So I have like three copies of it. But um, uh, so I actually enjoy the game more than I thought I would. I'm actually having a lot of fun at the game, and dude, like the story is intriguing. Um, gameplays, I understand that when people say it's repetitive, because it definitely can be repetitive, but it's a looter shooter. I don't think there's any looter shooter that's not repetitive. So, look at Destiny, look at Division, look at any looter shooter, it's repetitive. Um, My issue with that statement is it's more games as a service looter shooter. Well, I don't see how that's any different than the others. Like, look Borderlands. at Destiny. Destiny. I Borderlands is a looter shooter. But there's... You don't just go back and replay the missions over and over again. Yeah, that's true. But, like, all all the other looter shooters, like Division and Destiny, that you do that, I don't see why it's such a big deal. I'm, I'm saying they're just games as a service. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, um... I, what else about it? The comedy in it, dude, hilarious. Like, I think it is so funny that the Flash will steal the boomerang's clothes when you're just in the middle of a mission. He'll just come by and take his clothes off. So, like, there's a lot so of... So, remind me, what, what did you say about the superhero team? Not my favorite. That this is the worst superhero team that they could have picked? Yeah, and, oh, and I still 100% agree with that. You know what? As a matter of fact, in the game, they even like say themselves that they're like D-list people. Like they're they're like we are the bottom of the barrel. Like and it's true, man. I I still don't like Suicide Squad. Like I don't really care for the comics, don't really care for the team, but it's a fun game to be honest with you. Um so other than that, uh, I started... I hope I can remember to get the clip to put it in. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's weird, man. I really didn't think I'd enjoy it that much, but um, it, it is it is a pretty good game. How is that uh, dude, even possible? I remember when this was announced, I called it. I was like, it's going to be awful, and it's going to be in development hell. And you were like, oh, I have a little bit of hope for it. I did wow. have a little bit of hope, but it, it is... Gone. It's not even diminished. It's completely gone. Yeah, so. dude. I also started Hollow Knight again, so I've been playing that here and there. And I started Metroid Dread again, so I'm playing that here and there. I actually just got done playing. Where are you, so. where are you at in Hollow Knight? Not too long after I fought that big boss, and then I got the power after that. Okay. So I, I so actually, fifteen minutes yeah, into the game, I actually haven't played much ever since that. So I don't know where I'm at. After yeah. That, Metroid you, Dread uh, is sucking me in. A you little mentioned bit more. that you got uh, you countered an e Emmy, so I was like, oh yeah, you're going a little harder at that game. Oh, dude, you encounter an uh, Emmy like first. Oh yeah, thing. that's true. At yeah. the very beginning, don't you? Yeah. So I forgot about that. I'm actually only on my second Emmy in that game. So I'm kind of going through that slow as well. I think there's six. I don't, five, I don't remember. Something like that. But yeah, I've uh, I've been playing those like at night when Josiah's sleeping. I'll pop it on my Switch and just play it a little bit. But 
Oh yeah, dude. I've just been playing through uh Suicide Squad and those two uh Metroidvanias. Which, by the way, I wanted to tell you, Jensen also is getting Helldivers too. Oh, is he? Yeah. So hopefully he can join us on Friday or Saturday. So. Yeah, I told you we got stuff on Friday night, but I do should be able to. I, I do hope. too, actually. I forgot about my dad's birthday. We don't even know if it's his real birthday, but yeah, I forgot it's my dad's birthday, so we're going to celebrate, but it's not going to be like super late. I got kids, so I got to get home, you know? (coughs) Excuses, excuses. (laughs) But I want to hear your thoughts on Prince of Persia, man. I'm dying. So that's been pretty much all I've been playing. Um, No, that's not true. I've also been playing Persona 3 Reload. That game I was really excited for, and I've been having a lot of fun with that. yeah, that I was able to get Prince of Persia right after we we recorded the last episode, and I am sixty five to seventy percent of the way through. Are you trying to hundred percent it? No, I'm not purposefully going to get everything, but I'm going to explore. I'm going to fill out the map. But yeah, when I, I know beat the you game, will. I'm probably not going to go through and say, okay, I have four more collectibles to find. Where are they? Yeah. Because I do enjoy it. The game is fun. Um, The last big thing I did was beat uh, Varam again. Um, Oh, yeah. That was a fun fight. So I'm doing the Tower of Silence. What did you think about the twist? Oh, um. I sort of saw it coming with like, as he was popping up, I was like, "Mm -hmm, I could see this. And it was so I'm so immediately when I saw the kid, I was like, yeah, that's from (laughs) like the first time I saw the kid in the game. I was like, yeah, that's him. (laughs) I didn't expect him. It sure was. I I honestly didn't expect him to end up being the prince, but I knew that kid was was him and there was going to be some. Yeah. Yeah. With him being. King Darius' son, I was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, I've, you, I, actually, I have been going around. and You're very close to the end. So I had a feeling. Yeah, you beat him once, and then you have one more boss, and then the final boss. So yeah. I figured once I got up towards the tower, or up at the top of the tower, there'd be a boss, and then I'd be able to go... Um, to wherever it, it next leads me and uh, be the end. Because obviously I have all the powers now. I've fought all of my own doubles. You know, I found seven of the eight um, lost men. I've, my weapons are fully upgraded, like all that stuff. So it's, um, I'm running out of stuff Yeah. to do. But yeah. um. I, there, there are some mechanics that I really like. The um, uh, the the magic scarf, whatever it's called. That that's oh. a nice little thing. The little like, zip line, dude. not zip line. <laughs> yeah, I that feel one's like pretty good. there's another Metroidvania that uses that though. I don't. Mm, not Metroid. Not when that comes to mind. Yeah, I don't know either. But go ahead. Um. I like that the time shift mechanic is fun. It's only utilized in some areas, though. So, uh, which one? 
the where you click down on the right stick. Okay, so yeah, I was telling Natalie, I was like, I really like this mechanic, but they don't really use it. It's utilized in the library. Yeah, and then and that's about it. And then the forge, technically, because you go to the forge, and that's how you get to the snow area. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, Aside from maybe like a few other places sparingly. Yeah. Um, I enjoy the uh, leaving a copy of yourself and going back in time. That yeah. one's pretty cool. And then I, th- I think what I like is there are some very creative things that they've done with that. Like some of the puzzles you can solve, like uh, I guess specifically in the library again or whatever it's called. Um where they have when you cross the like a basically a trip wire then that big uh, thing just comes and smashes where you were just standing yep and you can like jump across leave a copy of yourself fall through and then teleport back up and then i think that's that's creative and they got mm-hmm. some good puzzles with that um finding the xerxes coins is fun you know it's like oh the little, yeah mm-hmm. um also did do you find the secret room in the biggest elevator um, that takes you between the depths and the upper city? There's a key that you can buy for Xerxes coins. So and it'll I, stop haven't, at that I haven't I haven't gone back to the scrapper since I found him. Okay. So now <sighs> that little platforming section, it's it's Dude. not even platforming, just like the gauntlet that it puts you through was very frustrating because it was very finicky and it reset the entire thing if you got hit once and the reward was a skin cool skin though no what was it was skin i don't remember i looked at it and i was like that was a freaking waste of my time (laughs) dude i was so mad i was like let it be a little ingot or whatever so i can upgrade no it's a friggin skin dude the skin you get at the end of the game is pretty sick but anyways um i really like the platforming dude love it and they use some creative things with all your abilities for the platforming as well and some of the platforming is so tight. Like there's a small gap you got to go through and there's these two spikes, spike logs spinning and you know, you can do it. Then you hit it and you're like, and you just got to do it again. You know, you mm-hmm. can freaking do it. You know what I mean? So like, I love that kind of platforming. Cause you're like, I know I can freaking do this and you just keep hitting it's, it over and over and over. <laughs> it's been good for sure. There's, um, you know, minor gripes I have with the game. I haven't run into many bugs. Um, and also, I'll tell you, the game runs significantly better on PS5. Oh, I, I figured it would. It is so smooth, no loading screens. Does it just, look better, too? Oh, yeah, for sure. I bet it does. Um, and it's <laughs> what throws me a little bit is I keep hitting the share button. Because uh, I... Oh. But that that's just a minor brain thing. Um, this this bugs me with are all you, Metroidvanias. Are you finishing it on PS5? I'm I'm just when I like finish a play session, I upload the save in case I play it on Switch. Oh, I Depends gotcha. on what I'm doing. I'm 
I'm not going to say I'm avoiding finishing it on Switch or PS5. It's just going to be whatever I'm playing. Yeah, whatever you're playing That's what at I'm the time. Play. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we're kind of already into our gaming topic, which is Metroidvanias yeah. because of us playing these. So we'll just keep keep going with these um, because one of the things I was going to say is with all Metroidvanias, what drives me crazy is when you go back to the like beginning areas and you're super overpowered, but there are enemies everywhere and there's new traversal options, but you, you're still stuck going the same route. Mm-hmm. That bugs me. And this game doesn't because that's just the nature of, of the games. Like it, it just feels like a drag that you have to traverse the map for five minutes to get to the place you really want to be. So, you know, I'm, I'm not, I guess I'm complaining technically, but I'm not like, oh yeah, I hate this game because of that. It's just uh, one of those things. Just deal with it. Um, yeah, I I agree with that because there was points where I was going back to where I started because I was like, oh okay, I have this ability, I can get this now, and I'm like, dude, I gotta go all the way back. Dude. So I get it. So one of the things I've learned because I did this in Hollow Knight too. Um, it is much easier to use like a whack whack tree, whack whack whatever, at the um, right next to one of the fast travel stations. Yep. And you do your best to stay there. You do what you want to do. You kill yourself and you transport right back. Yep. That has saved me a lot of time. Um, so my deaths are probably going to be a lot higher than they actually are. Like, of course, you die with boss fights and a few stupid mistakes, but. I have killed myself on purpose a lot to avoid having to traverse. So I, I have as well, or I've killed myself. Well, literally meaning, I guess meaning the same thing just to go back. So I'm like, I don't have to go through what I just did again. And then uh, those glitches, man, I had to just, well, a few of them, I couldn't even kill myself. Like nothing was hitting me. Like it would not, when an enemy attacked me, it just go through me. And then, the one it happened twice in the final boss so don't be too close to the wall when you use your counter um once with the final boss i uh or twice with it i had to kill myself and i meant to say too in prince of persia specifically the only boss that i could not freaking time for the life of me the counter that you do your like super move I could not freaking time the snake. I couldn't do it because like he would always like switch he throws his the tail, tail and then, then yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I got it only one time and every other time I was like, I'm just going to go on the other side because he can't reach you. And I was like, I'm just going to go to the other side because I was like, I know I'm, I'm just going to get smacked around. Like it, it took, it took me a second. Uh, but what I found was easier was to jump over the tail and as you do that, turn and immediately counter, and then he s- runs right into it. Tried it. Only got one time. And I was tired, and his super move hurts. I did it. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go on the side of the map every single time because he can't reach all the way. So All of the bosses, they piss me off for different reasons. Yep. Like there. So I'll, I'll preface this with saying like Hollow Knight is my favorite uh, Metroidvania, one of my favorite games of all time. We've talked about it. 
the bosses in there, they are difficult, but I feel like they're consistent. You know, like they have the patterns, they have a sequence, you learn them, you get better. There's only one boss fight in the whole game, which I say screw them because it is ridiculous. Um, but we'll get to that later. With this game, these bosses piss me off more than those because I think there's the, with Hollow Knight, it's just the boss fight. It's you and the boss. Mm -hmm. With this, I feel like you're balancing you and the boss and your counter. Mm -hmm. So they, they try to force you to get like close to enemies so that you can counter, but you'd never know if it's going to be a move you can counter or not. So specifically with... Um, Orden or whatever his name was, yeah. uh, Great Value, God of War, you called him. <laughs> yeah, he, he is though, dude, isn't he? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so he really drove me crazy because none of his moves are counterable. Oh, yeah. And they have a wide area of effect, but you have to hit him, of course, up close. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like I would time it as well as I could, and yet I still get caught in his area of effect or I'm like uh, that one specific um, where he would, was it him? Shoot. Now I can't remember if it was him or one of the other ones where they have like a big sweeping attack across the bottom and you have to like double jump and use your dash to stay above it was that him. level. And if yeah. you, yeah. And if you get in it just a little bit, then it hits you and, there's I, no that one made it. me that one made me so mad because if you mistime it by a hair you're screwed you're screwed and there's no way around it like it has to be perfect and it's just oh that one made me so mad or with uh Menelaus and how fast he would move yeah and then you get oh, over to him gosh. and then he just jumps on the other side so i will say the Bosses patterns are very randomized randomized in the game. So like very I uh, there would be time when I was I was fighting a boss, you know like when you fight any of the other immortals like when you go to hit him if they I forget what color it changes but if they're that color and you hit them they do their super move on you. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -mm. So like with the bow and arrow guy, like he would turn a certain color or whatever and then if you hit him when he was doing that, he would do his super move on you. And never noticed that. Oh, I did. And that's how you know not to hit him because he's like glowing or whatever. I guess not a certain color, mm. but he's like glowing. And there were times where I'm like, okay, he's going to do this. He's going to do this. He's going to do this. And then I can hit him. And then I'm like, okay, but why did he use a super move there? I'm like, why am I getting wrecked? Because he shouldn't be doing that right now. Like, so I agree, man. It is very much randomized, which I guess keeps you on yes. your toes. But at the same time, you're like, this I think me it's off. <laughs> it, it's frustrating because I feel like even if I am timing my moves the same, then I can still get screwed out. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Just, so. Um, of course, I'm going to talk a lot about Hollow Knight, but I told you the the Queen of the Forest was heavily inspired by some a boss in Hollow Knight, mm -hmm. and it's it's technically an optional boss, and you can find them really early on, which I did. And I was telling Dylan and his wife on Sunday that 
I think that was the most rewarding boss fight I've ever had in a game mm -hmm. because I went into it super underpowered and it's it's fast enough to where it keeps you on your toes, but it's it's predictable enough that you know when you see this flash, you do this move or you jump or this is the time that you heal or you move here and you're able to get in a few hits or, or what have you. Yeah. And it was so rewarding to finally beat them and then realize that they're meant for like halfway through the game, not 10% of the way through the game. <laughs> but like, But you can do it it's just your your sword your nail is not upgraded i have not had that experience because i feel like it with prince of persia i feel like i go in and i do the same thing and i get wrecked and then <laughs> yeah. i go in and I do the same thing and I've got four of my health flasks left and they've got two hits left. And I'm like, what, what changed? Because it's not <laughs> yeah. me. It's just like, I got lucky with the RNG of the boss, yes. not that I got better. And I think that's part of why. So it sounds like I'm complaining a lot. The game is a lot of fun. I highly recommend it, especially for 50 bucks. It's worth it. Oh yeah but it's not as rewarding as other metroidvanias I yeah think. i would even like it i would argue good, to say but, it's not even as rewarding as metroid dread no no i i would completely yeah. agree because these um i mean there's there's great things that they've implemented like something that every metroidvania needs to do is the little eye thing that you can get to a spot where you hit down on the d-pad and oh, it takes a yeah. screenshot and puts it on. Dude, that is amazing. Isn't that awesome? And I'm kicking myself for not using it more. I at was the beginning just going to tell you, dude, I was like, I, I forgot about it. And like, I rarely used it. And then I accidentally hit it one day and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So that needs to be implemented in every game, I think. But. It, it, because a game like that is it focuses so much on the boss fights specifically because it's story driven i think it's it's lacking a little bit there the bosses are varied but they are very frustrating so i'm excited to see the final boss because i was telling evan the final boss in metroid dread is phenomenal it is that's that's so, what uh my friend so good my friend chris was saying that too and that's what i think is making me want to just pound through metroid just to get to it because i really like the final boss in uh prince of persia man and in he you have to use every ability you have you, you have no and choice. i think that's great yeah i do too because you mastered all of them you might as well use them you know yeah, and I even think with Metroid Dread, I remember the first time I got to the final boss and I'm seeing his moves, I was like, there is zero way I'm ever going to beat this game. <laughs> and then you do it the next time, you're like, okay, wait, he does this, then this. And then like five times in, you're like, okay, I'm getting this. And you make it to like the second phase and you see something new and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so close. And then you get to the third phase and you're like, yep, I've never beaten this game. <laughs> and then you just like keep throwing yourself at it. And that feeling is what I'm missing from Prince of Persia. Yeah. I, if I've explained it well enough, I don't know. No, but. I understand exactly what you mean. And I would say 
the final boss in the entire Prince of Persia game. I would say the final boss has the most consistent moves. Okay. But I, I think, good. I think what's his name? The main, like the villain that you're, you're fighting the Prince. I think his moves are pretty consistent. I didn't have trouble with him. Cause I remember the second time I had to fight him, the one you just did, I mm-hmm. lost the first time, but I was like, Oh, okay. So when he does this, he does this. And then I creamed him. So like, I didn't have trouble with him there. <laughs> He was one I got mad at because, like, he'd do that cross um, where he, like, slices up the screen, basically. And if you are through that, I would time it to where I'm there. I'm like, okay, he's about to go. And I'd use my last dash to try and do it. And it always seemed to be just a split second too soon. (laughs) And I found out the most effective way, I think this is dumb, the most effective way to avoid it is to double jump, and then as you start to fall, you shoot an arrow up, and it hovers you in the air for a split second. And I was like, that's not one of the, your moves. Like, that's just, oh, I'm not going to say a bug. It's not a bug. It's a feature when you shoot the arrow. But I was like, that's not the intended way they want you to do this. So, But I did that, and every single time I was fine. I've n- I never did that once, but I rarely got hit by that but i think it's also because i've played games that also have that same kind of like slashes and you have to avoid them so like Mm -hmm. i guess i'm used to it but like what i did was like when the slashes come on the screen i'm thinking quick and if i'm able to duck and avoid it i would just duck where i'm at and i wouldn't Mm. get hit at all and then like i would look for the largest opening and i would double jump and dash real quick and i would avoid it so like i never i actually never had trouble with that at all that, so I would look for the largest opening and I would double jump into it and I would start to fall, of course, as you do. And then I'd like, I, I need to use the dash to hover here and it never worked out. That's so crazy. for me, the I, most, I didn't struggle with that at all. Oh, dude, that made me so mad. His, his other moves weren't too hard to avoid. You just, you do a lot of jumping, you do a lot of sliding and you just. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not spoiling or anything, but the final got boss is going to piss you off. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. They usually do. I think uh, because we've talked so much about Prince of Persia, um, some of the other phenomenal Metroidvanias, of course, Metroid Dread is really good. Uh, Hollow Knight, I could do a whole episode just on Hollow Knight and the that's one I really I want to hear your thoughts on these bosses because they are so creative and there's one that can just go die in a hole but the rest are fun and challenging and then to be able to like have beaten the game it's the final boss is called pure radiance yeah and it's like the true final boss that fight like your hands are sweating because you're dodging with everything and oh man it's just orchestrated beautifully so you know the only thing i I think i don't like about hollow knight is when you die leaves your like specter there and you have to go kill it to get everything back if the game didn't have that perfect (laughs) like well i'm not saying it's an imperfect game but it's like i just hate that i get what you're saying i I just don't like that in any kind of game there's a way around that there's uh if you progress a little bit you'll start to find these rancid eggs and there's a character that's 
you know, like the main little village where the shops are. Yeah. If you go all the way to the right, there's a locked door. If you open that door with a key, there's a character there who will bring your shade to you for a rancid egg. Huh. Well, that's nice. So like if if you like die close to the shade, of course, you're probably going to end up going back and you kill it. But if you're like, if you forgot to save recently, you're like, shoot, I don't want to have to redo all of that just to go kill it. You can go to that character and they bring it to you. Yeah, I, uh, so, um, the other only little gripe I have about Hollow Knight is the map. Not my favorite. Oh man, I love the map. I love hearing Cornifer, his little. Yeah. (laughs) I, yeah, the sound effects and everything in the game are, are amazing. The art mm-hmm. style, everything. I I just don't like the map because it's just that small little square on your screen, and I'm like, I don't know where I'm at. Yeah, you got to buy the uh, the little icon as yeah, one but of your charms. That's in the shop. In uh, mm-hmm. what's it called? I went to look for it, and I I couldn't find it. So I guess I'll go look again. Maybe I. Look so there's the two shops. And it's sold in the one with his wife. I think it's like a hundred or fifty coins. And then did you? You said you didn't even find it. Uh, find what? The the um, waypoint. The little person. The no, I found night marker. I found the shop. No, but I'm saying you didn't find the charm. Oh to buy. no, 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 no! I didn't see it there. But maybe I overlooked it. I just didn't read all of it. I can picture it, like the the logo of it, but I just don't remember the name of the charm. But yeah, it's that one kind of bugged me too when I first started playing it. But then, because of how much time I've spent in Hollow Knight, you just get used to living without it because yeah. you you just start to learn the map. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm trying to think what other game. Oh, Ori and the Blind so Forest and I the Will s- of the Wisps. Holy. Um, Smokes. Those are good. I games. started playing um Will of the Wisp when it first came out on Game Pass, and then I just got distracted. So Man. I re-download both of them because I've heard nothing but amazing things about them. So that's try. Will of the Wisps has this one section. It's no wait. I didn't know you beat both of those. Blind Forest. Oh uh, yeah, I beat both of them. Uh Blind Forest is first, right? Yeah. And Will of the Wisp is second. So Blind Forest has this gorgeous section like where it really challenges your platforming because you're you're rushing against or you're rushing against rushing water like it's constantly flowing through you and the music is crescendoing and dude i can remember when that finished i had like chills from the music and everything that happened and the fact that i did it because it it was tough yeah but it was beautiful and that whole game is gorgeous um, the Blind Forest was really good too. I th- I liked Will of the Wisps better, I think. But um, you know, you know that I'm thinking about it. Almost every Metroidvania is gorgeous, <laughs> like freaking gorgeous. Because like, the art style, Prince of Persia, Hollow Knight, Metroid Dread. I would say even is gorgeous. Like everything mm-hmm. is gorgeous, dude. I uh, was also thinking of. Um, I told you, Yoku's Island. I haven't beaten that one, but that one's just that's a fun. It's for people who haven't heard of it. It's pinball Metroidvania. 
and I that that's just such a genius concept. I think. Yeah. Um, that's a really good one. Then there's. Uh, I mean, I let's just not looking... forget about Metroid Fusion too. So I was going to mention that one too. Yeah. I just rebeat that one last year, and I know I've I told you recently about how I can remember getting stuck in that game as a kid, and then. I think I beat it right before Mackenzie was born or the week she was born. It literally took me four and a half hours. It, which is baffling. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I remember when I was younger, it took me forever. Like, uh-huh. Like as I was going, I was like, man, I'm here already. Cause their thing, like the map was completely unfamiliar to me. Like yeah. there'd maybe be a room. I'd be like, yeah, I remember this room, but then you go and I'm like, I don't remember where to go, but I just, everything flowed so smoothly and i got to the end and i was like how 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 did i do this <laughs> did it because i don't understand is fusion on switch online i can't remember mm-hmm. is it? that's that's how i beat oh, it oh is it oh okay i didn't know if mm-hmm. you bought it some other way or something but no nah, no nah, switch online I'll have to go back and that play one. that because I bought it it'll be four and a half hours of your life if you do it right <laughs> i I um I bought it because I borrowed it from a friend when I was younger and beat it, and so that's what I did too. Is it really? So I yeah. uh, that and Rocket Power. Um, anyways, mm. I bought it just like a couple years ago for Game Boy at the exchange because it was on sale or something. So uh, I started playing it on there, and then I was like, man, I don't feel like using batteries on my Game Boy just to play this. So I stopped. But it's on Switch Online. Uh, the funny story with Fusion, so I can remember this kid, We were it was probably fourth grade, and we were, I, if you, I guess you'd call him best friends, his name was Nathan, and so we'd go to each other's houses off, and we were having a sleepover, and he brought that, and I, it was rated T for teen, and oh, we were like that boy. nine, <laughs> ten, I don't know, however old we were. And I can remember being like, okay, we got to lock the door to play this game because <laughs> I can't let my mom know that I'm playing a tea game. And like, how, how on earth would my mom know? Even if she looked at the screen, she'd see just a blob jumping around, shooting things. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I can remember like my heart pounding when I'd hear her walk down the hallway. Just ridiculous. <laughs> um. There's a few other Metroidvanias I wanted to mention. Uh, this one I have not beaten, but they just re-added it to Game Pass, so I'm much more likely to play it. Uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Like I legit think yeah. it just came on Game Pass today. Because I, I, I played remember... that. How did I play that? Was it on Game Pass previously? Because I played yeah, that as well, and I had a lot of fun with that. I, I got it to the first boss. But I was I played it so soon after Hollow Knight, like right after Hollow Knight, that I was um, stuck in Hollow Knight mode, and it, it's got different game mechanics. So I just wasn't ready to give up, and I, I need to go back with a fresh palette. Yeah. Um, Blasphemous. That one. Yep. I'm, My friend Chris told not, me those are both one and two are amazing. So I haven't beaten. Two, I haven't even played two. I'm looking at it on my desktop right now. Uh, the first one was fun. It, it's really interesting seeing a lot of the religious references, but that game is hard. It looks freaking hard. That's the one I probably i am not even going to touch. Probably not going to touch that one. That, 
that one also has the um, thing that if you die, you leave. Uh, it's like a, a headstone. So you got to go. Oh, you got to go back and to get it. your stuff back. Yeah, that's like a Dark the Souls thing fights. that I just don't like. That's it. Don't like that's it. it. Um, there's one I remember playing called Grime where you're like a black hole. That came out pretty close to three years ago now. That one just never clicked with me. There was something that felt like it was missing. Uh, and then I think this is a Metroidvania. Have you heard of, I believe it's Carry On? Mm-mm. Where you are the monster going through the world, Mm-mm. and you get upgrades, and you can get through the world better and stuff. Never played it, but it always sounded intriguing. Um, and then there's uh, Axiom Verge, which I played a little bit of the first one. That one's like a single made developer, huge critical acclaim. Um, anyways, I remember hearing I, about Axiom, but I never played it. I think I got it on Epic because it was free or something like that. The ones I know for um, sure that I want to beat that I've been wanting to for a while are Dread, Hollow Knight, and the two Ori's. Blasphemous, I know, just pissed me off, so I'm not even going to touch it. <laughs> it yeah, Blasphemous. Off. I actually I just beat the first one this last summer before the second one came out because I got pretty close to the end of them as we do got distracted yeah um but man a good metroidvania in my opinion there's hardly a game that's better than it like the sense of discovery and the platforming like uh to keep going because why not uh in hollow knight there's a uh a platforming section called, I think it's the white palace. And then there's like a secret platforming section in it called the, uh, um, shoot the path of pain, I think is what it's called. And I've beaten the palace, but never the path of pain. And I'll just have to show you the video because it is unbelievable. What, what they were able to do and like how perfect you have to be with the jumps I can imagine that feeling really good to beat. Do you think Silk Song is going to come out this year? No. You think next year? No. When do you think it'll I'm come trying out? not to have any hopes whatsoever. I I feel like was, I feel like it'll be this year, late. This I hope year. so. Late this year, dude. Because it was announced five years ago yesterday. Yeah, and I can remember. And they only at, recently showed gameplay. It's the second time they've ever shown gameplay of it. Because the first time they show gameplay was the day it was released. The, the you mean revealed? Announced. Sorry. No, I thought I thought they didn't show gameplay. They just showed like art from it, I thought. No, they, they showed gameplay. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. And okay. then um and then they just showed at Xbox showcase last year. But I I can remember when that game was announced, because that was right in smack dab in the middle of my hollow Knight super phase. And, um, you were pumped. I looked back at when they had announced hollow Knight, which I wasn't aware of it when it was released. And I was like, okay, three years, they're announcing it in 2019. I hope it comes out before 2022, but if it comes out in 2022, I can live with it. And it just keeps going. <laughs> go ahead. And go. Was it was it you that got me into Hollow Knight or the other way around? I can't remember. 
I got you into Hollow Knight because I remember watching a uh, girlfriend reviews video on it. It was like a, a three a triple threat. I want to say it was like Celeste, Hollow Knight, and Dead Cells. And Dead Cells as they were talking about, as they were talking about Hollow Knight, I was like, that game's pretty. I need it. And I got it. And dude, that's all I played. Yeah, I remember getting you, you into Hades. Oh, yeah. yeah, that one you didn't have to work hard on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I think I just said, hey, I got it when I got home and it's a blast. And then you bought it. <laughs> yeah, because I remember when it was first announced, I was like, why would anyone want to play a game named after the devil? And then I learned a little more about it. And I was like, well, that's not good. And then I saw the reviews. Not not good. I was like, ah, that, that doesn't sound like my type of game. And then... I watched, I think, one video review and read some reviews, and I was like, all right, I'm buying it. And it happened to be the day it came out. And now I'm super pumped for the second one, even though that is not a yeah. Metroidvania at all. It's still it's still a good game, though, man. Oh, it's, it's so good. So good. Okay, we should stop. Yeah. I should stop talking about this and move on to our faith topic. So, um, as Evan had mentioned earlier with his weak transition um, of (laughs) penultimate to Pentecost, (laughs) that uh, we, I kind of brought this up because we've been talking about uh, or studying Acts on Wednesday nights as a church. And I recently just reread through the whole book in my own time just to be better prepared for Wednesday nights. And it was just really cool to me to see like all the different jobs that the Holy Spirit has. So I was like, we should talk about the Holy Spirit. And then we're like, well, that topic is way too broad. I mean, you're literally talking about one of the heads of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, let's cover that in 20 minutes Yeah, <laughs> as two unexperienced yokels. <laughs> yeah, for real. So I think Evan did a good job bringing up like it should be Pentecost, but I specifically, before we cover Pentecost, wanted the to Pentecost. cover like the... F- I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Wanted to cover the first part of um, Acts 1, just the promise of the Holy Spirit. So this is like the history is Luke, one of the disciples, was writing this book to another guy named Theophilus. So um, let's see. The, the big part is like he's... He's saying like, yeah, God did all of this. And then he came back and he like spent time with them. And he said, uh, this is verse four, while staying, this him being Jesus, while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father, which he said, you heard from me for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So that's just kind of like the, the setup for... Um, Pentecost Mm -hmm. like they're all in Jerusalem after Jesus has been taken up and all that Jesus said was wait here they didn't know what the Holy Spirit was they didn't know how it would come they were just following Jesus orders I don't even think they knew it was the Holy Spirit I think he just said there will be another one to come you know I mean just from what the ESV said it said wait for the Holy Spirit oh did it okay Mm -hmm. 
Uh, can I point I'm out another interesting too. thing in the first chapter? Yes. My dad pointing because we go to my dad's church, so he's oh, he was preaching about it. Yeah, got um, the bottom part of that is when it's talking about Matthias being chosen as the new twelfth disciple. How it talks about casting lots, and he explained how you know you you hear about like that being the way that decisions were made, like basically short a straw or dice or or whatever, like they chose. He said it's interesting that they put that story right before Pentecost because then as you read the rest of the Bible, anytime a decision is made, it says it's made prayerfully with the Holy Spirit. So it shows how they made decisions before God gave them his Holy Spirit and after he gave them the Holy Spirit, that they were relying on chance and then they were relying on the, on yeah, the word of God because, because they viewed it as, well, if... If this happens through chance, that's God's will. Yeah. But then they had that that direct line with God to help them influence. And I was like, that is super neat. Never, I, never, I, ever noticed that. I never noticed that either. Your dad came up with that? Well, not I, came up I with don't. it, but, <laughs> but like. He, he is the one who talked about it on <laughs> Wednesday through study and commentary and probably the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I was like, that was that was really good to read, I thought. Yeah, I never so thought anyways, about that either. To Pentecost. Yes. So Acts 2, obviously starting with the day of Pentecost, and it says, uh, the day, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house they were sitting in. Uh, in divided... I say read wait, through verse on. 4. Yes, that's okay. In divided tongues of as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. What is incredible to me is this entire experience, bro. You're in a house together, all right? Closed. Closed. A sound of rushing wind in tongues of fire come and rest. And it's like... No, no doubt in my mind that the Holy Spirit is still active today in in people are filled with the Spirit. But why not like that every time? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. And and so like, is that why some people don't believe that the Spirit is still active today? Because this doesn't happen every time. You know what I mean? So like, that's that's where I'm kind of like. <sighs> Why can't we get this experience every time? Or was it just the the coming of the Holy Spirit? The like, initial. Yeah. I don't know. So when we talked about it in our little small groups, people like were talking about their experiences with the Holy Spirit. And this one lady said that uh, they're from Sri Lanka. She was at a service there and she felt like the rushing wind, she said, and a loud sound and she thought that everybody was feeling it but it was literally just her like she's the only one that heard the the rushing wind she's the only one that felt her hair move nobody else was so that's i crazy. i i don't know and i mean i think it's it's awesome that that's how it's done but you know were they just sitting there waiting were they sitting there praying was somebody yeah. teaching were they just eating like what were they doing yeah I mean, it's interesting i mean that he it, said, it told them to sit it. there and wait 
and that's what they do. So I mean, really quick, really quick. I know this is yeah. a little off topic, but I don't want to forget to tell you because we talked about this the other day. Okay. Okay. When I asked you, did they, did God divide the people during the Tower of Babel? All right. I was oh, like, yeah. did they, did he pick them up and place them somewhere? Because we have people, you know, on, on other There's continents. evidence stuff. in the Bible of that happening. So it's possible. <clears throat> and then I was like, or did he tell them, hey, get on a boat and go. And I was like, if he told them get on a boat and go, then why did it take so long for us to find other land? You know what I mean? <laughs> so like I'm sitting there yeah. thinking about it. I was like, why? And, and then why were we surprised when there was other people there? So Natalie brought this up. And I'm like, it could be, but I don't know. So she was like, in her mind, she was like, when he said that he divided them, she was like, I kind of just saw like, that's when Pangea happened. I mentioned that too. I don't remember you mentioned that. But in my mind, I'm like, why wouldn't they record that? <laughs> like he didn't just divide them. He split the land. You know what I mean? Like, like literally the earth shook. And... <laughs> yeah. And like land just split. And then like, and it's still in my mind, I'm like, but even if that's the case, those people wouldn't pass down through generations. There's land over there. You know what I mean? Like, so, so I, my thought with that, if, if, being at the arc experience is how all of the different people groups have a version of the great flood and you know things are typically passed through back then through um oral tradition so things probably got forgotten or like i feel like as the the christian tradition we're very lucky to have a lot of stuff written down so or blessed i should say not lucky yeah so i mean maybe that's that's why it is i don't know i don't either but i don't know why i've been been thinking about that a lot lately but anyways going back to this um i will say one thing i i think i've mentioned this before i'm not big on youth camps is they always have a, a holy spirit night where they have all the youth praying for the spirit praying for the spirit and i'm not big on it because there's there's it's teenagers damaging. yes because there's there's teenagers who don't get filled with the spirit and they're absolutely crushed yeah. you know and so you have to sit there and explain why they weren't filled and who are you who are I'll you say, to sit there and say that right we did talk about this probably four or five episodes ago because oh, yeah. i remember bringing this up at the the table discussion about like how things are done wrong yeah sometimes yeah and you know so that don't necessarily agree with but um there is a really cool story i remember hearing and because it reminded me because it says the spirit gave them are in other tongues and spirit gave utterance so when it says other tongues i know i've said before that i don't necessarily agree with the uh assemblies of god that Speaking in tongues, the initial is the, yeah, like there's other gifts of the spirit and the Bible is very clear about what those gifts are. So I don't think if you have not sp spoken in tongues that you are not filled with the spirit. That's just one of the many gifts. All right. Um, but when it says uh, speaking in other tongues, um, there is a story I heard of a missionary. He, I don't remember what country it was, but this missionary is in another country and 
I'd just like to say I'm pretty sure you've told this story. I probably did, bro. We're talking about like, like, but uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah. I don't. He started praying in, in in the spirit and started, you know, speaking in tongues. And as he was doing that, one of the people that he was with, he didn't know the language, nothing, understood him perfectly. Like, isn't that? Insane? And he said, "Why are you speaking my language?" Yeah. Like, it, it, isn't that insane? Like, mm-hmm. like the spirit, like we don't understand it. We don't know what we're saying, but the spirit is like our translator. But it could be a heavenly language. It could be another language that we don't even know. But, you know, God's going to use that. Yeah. And to me, that's incredible that he was speaking this language that he's never learned in the person understood him perfectly. Like, yeah, I would just like to say a little um, cover our backsides, I guess, is this is not a salvation issue being filled with the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't get confused. So like if you're not filled with the spirit, it doesn't mean you're not saved, but this is a, another way that God blesses us, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and so the more we've been looking at it, the more I understand why the AG says what they do about it being the initial outpouring, because Literally, the Holy Spirit came down and people started speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. Like that was the very first thing that happened. But I also don't think that it's the only thing, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I've come to see their side a little bit more, but I think it all has to be presented in a good way. And it's not, well, there's something wrong with you because you're not speaking in tongues right now. I, yeah. I so, so I, I understand why they believe that as well, but I just don't agree with if so in, in, I guess here's, here's why one of the requirements to hold your credentials with the same as God, well, at least it was at one point was you have to have spoken in tongues. And I'm like, that seems a little ridiculous, but yeah. So like, you're telling me if I have any of the other gifts of the spirit, that's irrelevant because if I haven't spoken in tongues, I'm not filled. I'm like, ah, I don't agree with that. You know, like, yeah, I think whether you've spoken in tongues or not, you're, you're, as long as you are, you have other gifts of the spirit, I think you are filled with the spirit, but to wager everything on one gift, you know, is kind of like, I don't know, man, like, that's a little bit much. Yeah. So I understand where they're getting it from, why they're saying it, but I don't agree with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is but just kind of a brief talk about the very first bit of Pentecost. And I think I just want to cover up to um, be the end of verse 13. I'm not going to read the whole thing in Acts chapter two, but um it's basically saying because this was the the specific time of year, there were Jews from all over the world who were coming to Jerusalem. And this was essentially the most opportune time for, um, for the Holy spirit to be poured out, I guess, because there were, if you think, uh, I think the Roman empire stretched all the way from like, Eastern Asia to basically Spain. Yeah. And you think 
uh, think of all the different languages that are spoken there now. I mean, there's probably just as many languages spoken back then, but all of the Jews knew that at this time of year, you make the trip to Jerusalem. And so even though they believe the same thing, they're not speaking the same language. And then that's when the Holy Spirit is poured out and these Jews start talking like, that's pretty dang cool. Yeah. And, and then it, just like the testimony that Evan shared, it, it's recorded that people were saying, how am I hearing you in my native tongue when you live here or you're from there or whatever? Mm -hmm. And I think I, I've mentioned this before too, and even at our table talk at church, I brought it up. It is so crazy to me that I think in first or second Corinthians, it says that Thomas yeah. Dude. So I, I just actually finished Acts, I don't know, Sunday, maybe something like that. And as I've, I don't know why I forgot that the very last chapter is Paul being bitten by the snake. Oh, and I was dude. like, man, and <laughs> yeah. that, that, that story just cracks me up because the people go from being like, well, this man's a murderer because he just got bitten by a snake at random, which that just feels like such a backwards way of thinking. You ripped <laughs> your hand into a bundle of sticks in the wild like, yeah, you're going to get bitten by a snake. And then he didn't die. And they were like, he's a god. <laughs> and you're like, you literally went two minutes ago, he killed somebody to now, which I mean, he did. He was a murderer, a legit murderer. And now you're like, I'm going to bow down and worship him because he didn't die. Like I thought he would. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, though, being the, the person was Ananias that got sent to go pray for him? Could you imagine? Uh, dude, it, it, like, I I'd be about like, that too. Mm. <laughs> like, you Just, sure? <laughs> let's say for, for modern context, let's say that God tells you you're going to fly to this hotel and Mark Driscoll is waiting for you and you're going to pray for him. Got to be honest with you. Not going to happen. <laughs> and I mean, not, I'm not, a, I'm not equating Driscoll. He's not a murderer. Saul. Well, not that we know that, of, but I'm just <laughs> saying like someone that you kind of really disdain in the faith. Yeah. Like that. I, I feel like that's a pretty close equivalent. Yeah. It just, That'd be tough to do because I, I can't keep my mouth shut and neither can he. So <laughs> maybe maybe instead of him going blind, he'd go mute. <laughs> that'd be that'd be nice. That'd be a blessing. <laughs> anyways, anyways, um, we got to wrap it up. The, we I talked way too long about Metroidvanias, and we talked a, a while about the Holy Spirit too. Yeah, so. we did. We're going to call it good here. So if you guys want to get in touch with us, the link should be in the description. As always, thanks to those of you who do get in contact with us. We enjoy hearing it, as Evan says. Um, so just keep doing that, especially on a topic like this. We'd love to hear your thoughts and see where you guys are at. So if you need prayer or anything, let us know. I know we might not always remember, but we'd write you down for sure to pray for. So yeah. Anything else you want to add before you close this out? Uh, not really. I am taking a trip to see Zach here in about a week. Uh, so we talked That's about right. doing a bonus episode to tell you guys, tell you guys a little bit about Hank. We gotta, we I mean, gotta talk about it, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna say 
if you end up staying through Sunday, it'll happen. If you're just doing Friday and Saturday, there's literally going to be no time. I forgot to tell you, talk to Natalie, talk to my pastor. I'm going to stay through Sunday. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. So we will record a bonus episode then. So we can legitimately make that happen timing-wise. <laughs> Heck yes. But yeah, so thank you guys for listening. We enjoy doing this. Um, well, I do. Zach doesn't. And um, we are excited. There we go. Excited to hear from you guys. We're excited to continue talking about the Holy Spirit here. And hopefully we can get that bonus episode to you guys because you guys need to be aware of Hank. Um, <laughs> but we love you guys. Thank you guys for listening. We are and always will be none other than the Faithful Gamers. I'm Evan. And I'm Zach. We'll see you later. See you guys.